I am so excited to talk to you about this topic today. It's one of those taboo things that I know it flies around on social media and people talk about it, but like with ourselves, it's pretty tabooed. We don't actually want to dive into this conversation on whether or not we are using our phones far too much. We can pass judgment on the other people in our house, whether it be our kids in the screen time that they use or our husbands or even our friends or the other people that we are around. But it's really hard to stop and look at ourselves and truly get down into the meat and the potatoes of how much time is too much time on your phone. Now, for a lot of you, you probably are using your phone to help you run your business, whether that be for social media or even just emails. We're talking about the whole thing here. And even if you're not, even if it's just for personal use, it goes both ways. There is so much temptation. There's so much wasted time. And there's really a whole lot of energy that could be spent in so many other places in your life than where you're currently spending it in your phone. So today, this is episode 197. We're going to be talking all about the five warning signs that you may be using your phone far too much and how to fix it. I'm super excited for you to learn and take away some really important nuggets from today's episode. So what do you say? Let's go ahead and get started. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Are you ready to feel some kind of feelings about the choices that you're making in your phone? I hope so, (laughs) because this is a really, really good time to just press pause on, it's funny and ironic, hey, I'm going to ask you not to use your phone so much, but the number one way that you access what you're listening to right now is through your phone. I get it. Our phones are not all bad, right? Just like money is not actually evil itself and neither is your phone. Like it's not a terrible thing to just be involved in what's going on in your phone. It's the fact that you get sucked in and you get addicted and you don't entirely even know that it's happening to you. That really is the problem. It was probably like, gosh, I don't even know now, maybe a year and a half, if not almost two years ago, when I launched Systemize Your Biz. So the very, very, before I had the Systemize Your Life Academy, I just had Systemize Your Productivity. And and everyone was like, what about these systems in your business that you use? 
I was like, oh, Systemize Your Biz. And so I launched Systemize Your Biz. And then very quickly I found out that what I actually aim to offer is not a series of courses, but actually just the Systemize Your Life Academy. And so now when you come into the academy, you get Systemize Your Productivity and Systemize Your Biz, Systemize Your Home, and Systemize Your Marriage. So you get all four of those courses bundled inside of the academy and it takes you through this amazing process. Well, in Tier 2, which is Systemize Your Biz, When I first launched that, I was like, oh my goodness, I want people to know the system that I use to keep me from being on my phone 24-7. And it's just gotten so much better since then. It truly has. Which if you don't know where to find details about the Academy, you can go to chelseajoe.co backslash Academy and that will tell you everything that you know, how you can get started, what's involved, what you get out of it, all that kind of fun stuff. And Systemize Your Biz is inside of there. And one of the things that we talked about whenever I went to launch it is this plan for managing your social media and your time on your cell phone. And I remember when I was doing the research to be able to do that, I was really helping myself so much more than I even had up until that point when I was developing the curriculum because I was taking the time to sit down and figure out how to teach it to others. And anytime you want to try and teach something to other people, it's like, yeah, you may know how to make lasagna, not a big deal or a batch of cookies. I don't know how to make those from scratch. I have to do it from someone else's cookie dough. I have to, I would have to like really work hard. I'm not a baker. I know how to cook without really thinking about it, but I don't know how to bake. But then when somebody asks you to go and, and teach that to them, you like really have to know what you're doing, right? And so through that process, I was able to really get down into the nitty gritty of what does this look like to be spending too much time on your phone and how to fix it. And so much of that truly is social media. It really is. But it's even more than that. Our phones are designed to be incredibly addictive and social media is just that next level of it. If you don't know anything about this, I suggest you do a little bit of digging and a little bit of reading the apps and even there's, there's a lot of controversy going around right now, just within Google about how people think that it is highly, highly unethical and just flat out wrong. How the creators of these platforms are intentionally designing them to be addictive to our brains because it's something that's happening without us even knowing it. It's like these little hits of a drug that are being hid in in ways that we don't even see them like our Gmail and that whole dashboard that you go into when you're at work and when you're on your computer and then it just transfers over into your cell phone. And that's the same thing with every single social media platform. That's why they do the things that they do. And if you've never stopped to take the time, stopped and taken the time to look at what that actually looks like in your life, today is a great opportunity for you to do that. That's why I'm doing this podcast episode, mainly because I want you to know that's where most of your time is going. The number one thing that you guys come to this podcast for is time management. And that's what I'm here to tell you. This is the number one stealer of your time right now. It's your stupid cell phone. Truly, it really is. It is the number one thing that's stealing your time right now. And, and that is a 
big part of why you need to have plans and systems in place, right? And this is just one of the things that you're doing by being ill-prepared and not have as, having a systematic approach is your phone is, is getting the best of you. It truly is running your life instead of you running your life and your phone being a tool to help you do that. You're actually the tool, no pun intended, that's being used. Okay, so what are we talking about here? What does this actually look like? Today, I'm, I'm truly just going to give you the five warning signs that you're using your phone far too much that you probably haven't really thought of yet and give you kind of like this gauge of, oh, wow, I've never thought about it like that before. Maybe I am using my phone too much. Some of you might just know already that you are, which is totally fine. Um, I've been there. I'm still there from time to time, right? And then I'm also going to tell you the five tips that you can use to be able to help you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Get out that pad of paper, uh, just your notebook, whatever you use to take notes in. I suggest every time you come to this podcast, you have the same notebook available for you so that you can take notes. Put the date on it when you listen to it. This is episode 197. That way you can come back and you can reference it anytime. You can also use our podcast vault. It's a completely free resource. You come inside of our Facebook group and up at the top, there is our podcast vault pinned. It will take you directly to a Google sheet that is open and accessible for anyone in our community. And you can search that sheet based on topic, based on category, episode number, it's color coded, it's beautiful. So anything related to organizing, you can type that in. Anything related to social media, you can type that in. And we'll pull up any podcast episode that I've ever done related to that topic. Just wanted to let you know that that is completely available for you and you can find that inside of our Facebook group. Okay, so here are the top five warning signs that I truly look to in my own life and I think you should be looking to in yours. First one is that you are feeling like you don't have enough time in your day to get everything done, <laughs> which uh, please everyone that's listening raise your right hand and repeat after me. I feel like I don't have enough time in my day to get everything done <laughs> because that's probably where you're at right now. If you have not been implementing the systems that we teach uh, here inside of our community and inside of the academy, you likely don't have enough time to get everything done in your day right now. And I can guarantee you that your screen time on your phone alone is a huge contributor to that. So what is I'm going to talk about tips on how to make that better here in a minute, but let's move on to number two. Number two, do you feel like you're working all the time? This is kind of one of those things that a lot of us that are work from home moms that are doing our business and our work remotely means we are in tech, we're in screen time, but that's fine. But do you feel like you're working all the time, 24-7, like you can't lay it down, like you're sitting at the dinner table and your phone goes off, or you're in the car and you feel like you have to answer messages, or you're sitting at the grocery store in line with your children standing next to you or in the shopping cart and you're on your phone. Like, what are you doing? Why are you working right now? That is a great indicator that you're using your phone way too much. Number three, are you short-tempered with your kids? Yeah. If you are short-tempered with your kids, the number one thing that I would suggest you look at is put your phone down, 
How much have you had your phone in your hand? And here's what's happening with this. You're losing time and then you're getting frustrated with them because they are demanding and they do need things, but you would have so much more time to meet their needs if you weren't constantly wrapped up in your phone. It's a hard truth that we all have to look at. How about number four? Another really good warning sign that's probably already been screaming at you that you are on your phone far too much is if you cannot be in a different room than your cell phone is in. So if you have to be in the same room as your phone at all times, if it's always in your bum cheek pocket, if it's always in your yoga pant pocket, if it's always on your desk when you're working, if it's always on the kitchen counter when you're cooking, if it's at the dining table when you're eating, if it's on the couch when you're watching a movie with your family, like these are great indicators that you are on your phone way too much. All right, let's look at number five. No shame here. Like, let's just be really real with where we are. Maybe you're in every single one of these camps. That's totally fine. Maybe you're just one of them. Obviously, if you have all five of these checkmarked, then this is a great episode for you to start implementing right away. If just one of these is you, then you're probably in a pretty good spot, right? You have some things to work on, but you're really holding down the fort in all the other areas and you're doing a pretty good job. So you'll be able to gauge where you're at and how much attention you need to give to this specific system or these specific tips depending on what you feel and those like little triggers and that like kind of like internal voice that's like, oh my gosh, that's totally me. She's talking to me right now, right? Okay, here's the fifth one. And this one's interesting, you guys, but I've found it to be incredibly true. Do you feel like you are constantly bored or understimulated or not sure how to be still? If the answer is yes, I would very much like for you to look at how much time you're spending on your phone in a day. If you have a hard time just being in the bath without your phone nearby or sitting on the couch with your family members without your phone being nearby or just hanging out in the car while your husband's driving and you're on your phone, like you need constant stimulation. Are you watching a television show and when a commercial comes on, you pick up your cell phone because you don't want to be bored? These are great things for you to really sit down and be like, oh my goodness gracious, I am literally on my phone at any, it's just within arm's reach at all times of the day. Okay, if any of these warning signs are rearing their ugly head at you, let's talk about these really awesome, straightforward, probably have heard some of them that I'm going to mention these tips to be able to help you get back on track and reduce how much time you feel like you need to have your phone in your hands. Here's tip number one. And I, I kind of put these in order. Now, obviously you can mix these up. You can jump straight to number five. You can skip any of them, but these are some great things to look at and they're kind of scalable, meaning they're the, they're the least invasive, the ones that are going to make the biggest impact right away are like number four, number five. Okay. So the ones that are just going to kind of like nudge you in this direction, 
are the first couple that I'm going to recommend that you start with and see how it works for you. Or you can just go cold turkey, depending, like if you're checking the box on all five of these, let's just jump straight down to number four and number five here. Okay. And let's just skip one, two, and three. Now, I actually really do love the idea of having all five of these in place. I have all five of these in place for me at all times. So let's talk about what they are. Number one, is just simply acknowledging and looking at what your screen time usage is. So go into your phone's settings and look at your screen time usage. You'll see your total screen time. And then I want you to look at what, like there's a breakdown for me. I'm, I'm sure Android, Android or Google phones, whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called. Non-Apple phones. We'll just call them that the non-Apple phones. I know Apple, I'm sure they have to have it, but I know Apple specifically, like if I pull up my screen time and it says three hours for the day, it'll tell me that I spent an hour on emails and an hour on social media and an hour on whatever else. It actually says like a gazillion hours because we still have our monitor, uh, our like our video monitor for Bailey's bedroom on our phone. And so it just is on for like 12 or 13 hours. So it totally ruins mine. I just have to go in and like manually calculate out that app to be able to see what my total screen time usage is. But either way, you need to go in there and you need to look at it. It's kind of that scary moment where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to know. I don't really want to know. It's better if you just don't tell me. But if you are feeling like this is really important to you, Go find out what that number is and just come into our Facebook group and find yourself some accountability through posting, like air your dirty laundry. Tell us what is your screen time usage every single day. That's how you're going to actually make some change here is if you come over inside of the group and you talk about it, tell other people where you're at. Don't be ashamed. There's probably a a million other women I know there are a million other women, but realistically of the thousands of women that listen to this podcast, there's likely only a couple hundred of them that aren't super duper struggling with this because like I've already mentioned, it's, it's supposed to be an addiction. Like that's what they designed it for. And that's sometimes completely out of our control that it's even happening to us. So first of all, you have to recognize that that's happening to you to be the person, to be one of those few hundred out of the thousands, I doubt it's probably even that high, you know? And then you have to be willing to put systems in place to do something about it and stick to it. And there's just not a lot of people that care enough about this outcome to do something about it. But I want you to care enough about this that you do something about it. And the The best way is to find some accountability, buddy up with somebody, text your best friend, text your mom, text whoever, text your husband, go through this with someone else and hold yourself accountable, have them hold you accountable. So the first thing that you have to do is check your screen time usage. Can you remove an hour of that a week? Can you remove four hours of the nine hours you spend a week? I can guarantee you that time frame that you are spending on your phone, if you've never looked at this before, it's probably going to be a lot higher than you ever even thought. All right, here's number two. I want you to turn your notifications on, not off. This whole idea 
that you should remove notifications from your phone actually causes you to go to your phone, open it and check inside of every single app, every single email, every single text thread more often because you don't know if someone's actually sent you a message. You don't know if there's actually new activity. So my favorite thing to do for me that I have to repeat to myself is, Chelsea, your notifications are on and your ringer is on. Leave your phone in the phone basket and go do life. If someone messages you, you're going to hear it. You don't need to touch your phone every five minutes to find out. Your brain is looking for that dopamine release. It's looking for that feel-good feeling. So it wants to go over there and it wants to know if someone has sent you a message. So I highly recommend turning your notifications on and leaving your ringer on throughout the day. Okay, number three, set limits slash focus mode. These are two different things. And I put them all, both into number three because what it is, it's it's establishing a boundary and a barrier. So, so many people are like, oh my goodness, the time limits, they don't work. You can just bypass them. You're right, you can. But let me tell you that there's this thing called shame and guilt. And when you know that you have bypassed every single day, the time notification and the the limit for being on social media or having screen time for the day, that is going to build up over time and eventually weigh on you. You need to be aware that you have an hour goal of screen time for the day and it has been met. End of story. Whatever you choose to do with that is up to you. But how do you even gauge where you are if you haven't put the limit on your phone? It's absolutely important. And I don't agree with people that say that you shouldn't set these time limits because they should just be bypassed because you need to be able to know where am I at. I love, I love having, have all, I have my Voxer, I have my Instagram, my Facebook, my socials all underneath an hour and a half limit every single day. Actually, it might be 60 minutes now. I can't, I think I went in and I reduced it. And I've been reducing this back more and more and more and more. And now I love that I get all the way through the end of my day and that notification hasn't popped up on my phone. That's another huge reason why I think you should have these because now I know when I am reaching that goal and it lets me know that I'm doing a great job. And it also lets me know at seven o'clock at night, whenever it pops up, like, okay, you're done for the day. It also lets me know at 10 a.m. <laughs> on a Monday morning when I have not talked to my friends, I've not been in my phone because I've been 100% plugged into my family. And I went ham the day, the minute that my kids went back to school Monday morning, interacting with all the people and all the things that I'm having a great Monday and that's okay too. The point is, I really think that you should set limits, time limits, for your social apps and for any other apps that are really hard for you that you need to set boundaries on. The other thing that I mentioned in step number three is focus modes. And this is boundaries too. So they're on the latest update on the iPhone, they have multiple different types of focus mode. And so every single day, my work block has a specific focus mode. So it does not let any notifications come through at 
all. I'm not even tempted by my phone. And like when I flip it over and I tap the screen because my body and my brain wants to see, oh, someone sent me a message. Please distract me so I can get out of doing hard things. It's not even there. Like it does not even show up. It does allow for emergency contacts to come through, which I strategically set that up to be from my girl's school or from Blaine, which the other day I was like, babe, you like bypass my focus mode. You've got to stop texting me. Like I left the house because I needed to focus and my focus mode is on for work and please stop texting me. (laughs) Don't text me unless it's an emergency. It's like, I love you and I like you and I love that we're chatting right now so very much. This means so much to me, but please, I'm going to stop responding now, which is just so funny, you know? Uh, and it was like, it was a really cute thing that happened, but I'm not gonna, like, it's just one of those things where you have to find like, who are the people in your emergency contacts that you can actually trust to be like, okay, I have to go to work now. I need you to stop texting me. Uh, versus like, I would never want Blaine to not be there in case there was an emergency. If I was away from home or if he was on shift and there was an emergency, um, with, with the work that he does and I would need to be contacted. So anyway, funny little story that I just felt like throwing in there. Make sure you set those up. Um, I also have a personal one. So if I'm out on a date or it kicks in in the evening time when I'm supposed to be in my nighttime routine and in my morning routine block, so I'm not getting notifications then either. All right, let's look at tip number four. This is a big one. This is for those of you that are already functioning inside of a workflow, um, which we also teach in tier two inside of the academy. You need to make sure that you have a task card inside of your workflow that's specific for social media so that you know the exact time that you're going to be doing your business socials, right? And this this is truly specific to people that are running a business or are working from home. You have to know how much time are you dedicating per day to social media And then you need to have a task card that says, I'm spending 30 minutes a day on social media. You open up the card. It says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You go in on Mondays. You do the things that you do on Monday. You check the box. You close the card and you move it to the done section and you're done. And the reason why you need to do that is so that you know exactly how much time you need to be spending on these platforms and you don't need to be doing it on your phone, which leads me into number five, which is deleting your apps. Deleting your apps is the number one thing that you should be doing. I do it every day. I do it every weekend. I do it for weeks at a time. I do not run my business on social platforms and I choose not to because it's not reliable um, and it's blood sucking and it's addictive and it will steal your life away. So I love showing up for you here on a podcast. There's other long form content that you can use, blogging, YouTube, different things that are not social platforms because it's very, very hard to step away from your business when your business is completely based on social media. So I delete my apps whenever I feel the need. And for a long time, that need was daily that I had to delete apps just to get through a work block because I was so addicted to just being in there and wasting time. And now it comes on the weekends. I just need a break. I just needs to not be in there. And honestly, now I'm to the point where I have team members that are working for me 
but I've outsourced so much of that. And we have a system set up where when I needs to and wants to be engaged with my community, it's in a specific task card. I completely bypass the apps and I don't even have to do it on my phone. I'm a hundred percent inside of social media via my computer now. And I literally only use it on my phone. Like I can't get to my computer. I'm not going to be around my computer and I want to have the ability to get in and to access my Facebook group or my social media. Um, or I want to be able to post stories. And I've had a lot of people ask me, well, what do you do if you want to post stories on your Instagram? I use my phone and I take pictures and I take videos and then I'll sit down. I put the app back on my phone. I upload all my stories and I delete the app again. And the stories stay on there for 24 hours. Now look, I'm not a business coach, but it's working great for me. <laughs> and I have freedom and I have joy and I'm not chained to my phone 24-7. And once I get to the point where I feel like, whoop, all of these warning signs that I just went through with you, when I start to get short-tempered with my kid, like my mom came over the other day and she's like, why haven't you been on social media? And I'm like, I needed a break. I found myself escaping into another room just to hide and be on my phone. And I was getting short-tempered with my kids. Ding, 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 ding. I know now what that means. I know that means it's time to delete apps. It's time to put my phone in the phone basket. Quite frankly, it's time to not charge my phone and let it die. Like the thing needs to just die every once in a while. And it's okay. It's really okay to go back to the days when your phone was attached to the wall and it had the longest, curliest cord imaginable that you could stretch through like my 900 square foot house from anywhere. Like it's really okay, you know? So please don't take any of this with a grain of salt. I say that to you guys from time to time because we all we all are in different seasons of our lives, but it doesn't matter what season of life you're in. This is important and it's important for you right now, today and tomorrow, for your kids, for your marriage, for your sanity, for your health, and for the growth of your business. All right, that's all I have for you today. Rewind, listen to all of the warning signs, listen to all of the tips. Come over inside of the Facebook group and share it with us. And I look forward to meeting you back here for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast real soon. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other? and ourselves. I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.